Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Bless you, most gracious and heavenly Father. We thank you for this day that you have made, O oh God. We have not made ourselves. And for that, we say thank you. Thank you, Lord Father, for allowing us to be the sheep of your pasture. Thank you, Father God, for being the shepherd who takes care of us when we cannot take care of ourselves. We thank you, O oh Lord, for this magnificent earth that you have created for your pleasure and for your enjoyment. And we thank you, O oh God, for the things that you have put in it. We ask, O oh God, on this day, as we come before your throne, boldly seeking help and mercy in the time of grace, O oh God, that you give us the grace that we need to continue on, Father God. We thank you, Father God, that we don't know what direction to take, O oh God. How can we? We did not create ourselves, as your word says. We thank you, Father God, for the plans that we have made in our hearts, yet we know that you turn our hearts toward the direction that you want us to go in, O oh God. We ask you, Lord, lead us and guide us today. Direct us to that path, O oh God, that you want us to take. Allow us to do what you would have us to do, O oh God. Speak what you would have us to speak. Write what you would have us to write. Touch who you would have us to touch. See, O oh God, who you would have us to see. Allow us to go where you need us to be, O oh God. Allow us to be the pieces on your chessboard that you move, O oh God. We may not see your strategy or tactic at the time, O oh Lord. But we do understand that as long as we are called according to your purpose and we love you with everything we have, that it will work out for our good, oh God. We thank you, Lord, that your word reminds us that nothing in all of creation shall separate us from your love, oh God. We thank you when we rest in that, that no matter what, oh God, we are loved by you today. And for that, we say thank you. We thank you for the love that is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit that allows us to love you and to love our neighbors as ourselves, oh God. We thank you, Lord, and ask that you strike down the spirit of selfishness inside of us, oh God. Allow us to get our eyes off of ourselves, O oh Lord, and put our eyes where you have told us to put them on our fellow human beings. Let us look out for one another more than we look out for ourselves, O oh God. Let us worry about the welfare of our neighbor more than we worry about the welfare of ourselves, O oh God. We thank you that we do not neglect ourselves, Father God, but we thank you that we are sustained and cared for by you, thereby giving us the ability to care for others. Thank you, O oh God, that you provide seed to the sower and bread to the eater and give us an abundance that we will be able to share with whoever you tell us to share with father god we thank you oh god and ask that you continue to strengthen and encourage your pastors all over this earth father god we ask that you give them the 
the will, Father God, to continue to do your will, that they do not get weary in well-doing, that in due season they shall reap everything that they shall have planted, O oh God, if they think not. We thank you that in the times of weakness, in the times of trial, in the times of tribulation, that they stretch out on you, O oh God, that they lean and depend on your strength and not their own, Father God. We thank you that they boast all the more in their weaknesses and infirmities and sicknesses because in their weakness, O oh God, your strength is made perfect. We thank you, Father God, for the fact that your word says that your grace is sufficient no matter what it is that we're going through, Father God. We understand that you are our portion and you are all that we need. And we thank you in the same manner, Father God, that we are your portion. We are your inheritance, Father God. You are who chose us. We thank you this morning for being chosen. We didn't choose to be your people. You chose us. For that, we say thank you. We thank you for having that honored and that privileged position, O God, to be called children of the Most High God. We thank you for that honored and privileged position to be called the sheep of your pasture. We thank you that for your name's sake. You take care of us, Father God. We thank that you give us the ability to lie down and wake up. You give us the ability to think on things that you want us to think on. We thank you that you interact with us on a cognitive level, oh God. We thank you for the fact that you have enabled us to do more than we have asked, more than we can think because of the resurrection power, oh God, that is at work in us. We thank you for the men and women of God who study your word, O God, who will not only bring the word on today, but bring it every Sunday and every day that you tell them to bring it, O God. We thank you for them breaking open the bread of life to us that we may understand the Bible in a deeper way, that we may read beyond the surface and understand the spirit of what you're saying. We thank you for being the author, O God, of the word that as we read each and every page, oh God, that we learn the mind of you, the creator God who has created everything that we see, everything that we have not seen. We simply bow down at your throne today with our prayer request, oh God. We thank you that your word tells us if we give our anxiousness to you, our worries to you, if we cast our cares upon you because you care for us, that we will walk away with peace. Father God, we decide and choose to empty our hearts right now of those things that are on our heart. We make all supplication and request to you right now, oh God. We we offer them with thanksgiving, Father God, that your peace will settle down upon us and guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. We thank you, oh God, for the peace that the world did not give and the world cannot take away, oh God. We We simply thank you for being able to trade our burdens for your burdens. We thank you that we can come to you when we are weary and seek the rest that your word says that you give and that we have an experiential knowledge of you knowing that when we come to you and lay down our burdens and trade them for yours, that we do indeed receive rest for our weary bones, O God, and salvation for our souls. We thank you, O God, for those people who are not saved today, that they will hear a word, that they will see something, that they will be pricked in their spirits and their hearts, O God, to turn to you, to seek you, to find you, to simply cry out in their souls for you, that you may come, that you have never left them, that you have always been there. We thank you for the homeless, O God, who are on the street that may feel worthless, but because they breathe, O God, we ask that you let them know and remind them that they are worth something and they yet 
have purpose, oh God. We thank you for those who want and desire to be off the streets, that someone is sent, oh God, to be the person to help them make that transition off of homelessness, oh God. We we thank you, oh God, for those who are in financial difficulties right now. We pray and ask, oh God, that as you have them become obedient to you with the little that they do have, oh God, we are reminded that the woman of Zarephath who had the cruise of oil that did not stop running because she trusted the word of the man of God, that someone trusts the word of the man of God today and do what they are told to do with their last little bit, and may you show forth your miracle and be the true God that you are. We thank you, O oh God, for those who have health concerns today, that they know a God who raises the dead, who heals the sick, and who takes every infirmity and casts it away, O oh God. We know a man who takes spit and opens blinded eyes, who puts his fingers in our ears and opens up death passages, oh God. We thank you that he can even spit on our tongue and loose it and make it speak, oh God. We ask that you open blinded eyes today, that you loose deaf ears. Cry out for you like blind are the mayors when they hear you, oh God. We thank you that as they sense your presence, they scream out for you no matter who's around, Father God. We thank you that these people magnify you above any other issue or problem in this planet, oh God. We thank you that people choose to look at you instead of this pandemic, instead of these elections, instead of the government, instead of the world problems, Father God, that we read the Bible more than we read the media headlines, more than we watch the news, more than we surf social media, oh God that we get our hope and our our confidence, oh God, from your holy word. We continue to thank you for this time where teachers and students are figuring out how education will look this year. We thank you for guiding and leading them each day, as well as the parents to continue to press forward, Father God, as we simply look to you and are led by you to the place that you want us to be. We thank you for what you're doing with this entire pandemic experience, oh God, though some of us may not fully understand it and may never fully understand it. We know that in this darkness you lead us, oh God. We may not be able to see the light at the end of the tunnel, but we are told that your rod and your staff comfort us when we are in the valley of the shadow of darkness, oh God. So for that, we say thank you. We trust you, oh God, to prepare a table before us in the presence of our enemies, Father God, and we trust you to fill our cup to overflowing that those around us may receive that which you have given us. We thank you, Father God, for sharing your spirit, sharing your heart. Most of all, we thank you for sharing your son, Jesus. We thank you for the fact that you allowed him to be put on a cross for our sins, that everything that we have ever done wrong, he took to the grave with him and left there when he rose up pure. We thank you, oh God, that we are reminded of the ugliness of sin, how they beat Jesus unrecognizable, how they nailed him to the cross, how they treated him. We thank you that all that ugliness of sin was taken away from us, and we do not have to engage in it anymore. We thank you that we are left pure because only the pure shall see God, and we thank you for that, oh God. We thank you that it's nothing that we have done on our own, but simply the righteousness that you have afforded, but have afforded us, oh God. We thank you that we have faith in you, and that is what makes us righteous. We thank you, oh God, for the gift of belief and trust in an unseen God, but we feel you in our hearts, O oh Lord. We thank you that you walk with us and that you 
talk with us, Father God. We thank you that on this day you let us feel your presence. We ask that your spirit fall fresh upon us, O oh God. Give us a fresh refilling of your Holy Spirit that we may empty ourselves out and start the process over and over again. We thank you, O oh God, as we venture out into this day, as we rise from prayer, that we go out into the world, Father God, and spread your kingdom everywhere that we step. We thank you that we have a word for somebody who needs a word. We thank you that we have something to say for someone who is ready to hear. We thank you for preparing the message already on our lips, O oh God, as you have already prepared their hearts and ears to hear. We thank you for all of those who have gotten up early this morning to seek your face on this prayer line. We ask that you reward them, Father God, with the desires of their heart as they continue to delight themselves in you. We ask you, O oh Lord, that you give them exactly what they needed. Someone got up today to hear a word, O oh God. Someone got up today to hear a prayer, O oh God. Someone got up today to feel your presence, O oh God. And we ask that you meet their need right where they're at. We ask that you reward them for dialing in on this prayer line, Father God. We ask that the prayer requests that are on their hearts right now for that loved one, O oh God, for themselves, O oh God for their family members, oh God, for their children, oh God, for their parents, oh God, for their church pastors, congregation, for the world, oh God. We ask that you meet that need, that you answer that prayer request, oh God. We thank you that we are gathered together today and that we agree with the prayer requests that are in each other's hearts, Father God. We, we agree with the message that is going forth, oh God, that it will be exhortation, encouragement, and edification to our souls, oh God. We thank you that we will rise up from this prayer line better than when we got down. We thank you that we will rise up a little lighter because we leave our burdens at your feet, O oh God. We thank you, Lord, for giving us the ability to take control of our minds and cast out wicked thoughts, Father God. We thank you for loosing the bands of wickedness, undoing the heavy burden, letting the oppressed go free and breaking every yoke by your spirit and your anointing that you have placed upon us, O oh God. We thank you that you tell us what to speak out, that it may be done. We thank you for the power, the resurrection power that is within us, O oh God. We ask that you guide us and lead us and tell us how to wield this mighty sword that you have put on our side, O oh God. We thank you that we walk in confidence with the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the gospel of peace on our feet, the belt of truth holding it all together, the shield of faith by which to quench all the fiery darts of the enemy. And we thank you, God, that we pray at all times, in all ways, for all peoples. We thank you for this blessed gift, and we thank you for the word that we are about to receive. In the name of Jesus, we do pray. Amen. Well, God bless you. Well, God bless you. Hey, beloved, good morning to all of you. Man of God, I want to say to you, the Spirit of the Lord said to me to tell you, miracles get ready to occur in your life like you've never seen before. For your faithfulness, God is getting ready to not only bless your hands, but he's going to bless your entire life. Everything that's been crooked in your life, the Lord said, tell him I'm getting ready not only to straighten his past out, but his future as well. And everything the devil has meant against you for evil, hear me, man of God, every enemy shall become your footstool starting today. Hey, beloved, this is your Apostle Keith Brooks. Greetings in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. I am my brother's keeper, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And again, I thank you for another day and another opportunity to share your goodness, your kindness, and your mercy. Forgive us for any sin, Lord, a transgression or iniquity. 
Cover us in your blood and hide us behind your cross, Lord, and fill my mouth with blood one more time, O oh God, that I'll speak life, health, and strength, and power, direction, understanding, and clarity to every heart, soul, and mind. Now, God, I thank you for only what you can do. God, if you don't do it, it won't be done. Thank you for making us the righteousness of Christ. We give your name the praise and all of the honor and the glory in the wonderful, wonderful, and matchless name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hey, beloved, I am your brother's, I am my brother's keeper. According to Mark chapter 12, I'll be going there in verse 41. But while you're going there, I want to talk to you. Every time we talk about blood and forgiveness for our sin, I want you to understand how important it is to have an advocate and uh, the man Christ Jesus because he's our perpetuation for us. The atonement was made. In other words, God has cleansed us and washed us from all of our sins. We should never carry. Now, if we sin, we have a mediator, the man Christ Jesus, to help us and to forgive us and to strengthen us. So I don't want you to carry your baggage. It's time to get that stuff up because Jesus said uh, in the word of God, for he came to forgive us for our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Not only that, the words they drop our sin in the sea of forgiveness and remember them no more. Hey, he done blotted it out. Don't go to finding it. It's gone. Hey, from the gospel according to Mark chapter 12, verse 41, I want to talk to you for a moment, and uh, let's see what God has to say. And here's what the word of the Lord said. And Jesus, watch this, set over against the treasure. Now, what was the treasure? The treasure was about a 200 little square uh, footage uh, on the other side uh, of the, in the temple, let me correct that, in the temple where the women would worship, and there was a treasure set there. What was the treasure? There was 12 receptacles there. It was the box shaped like a trumpet, and there was nine of them was being used for the labor or the legal duty of the temple, and four of them were for free will offering. Now watch Jesus, because Jesus is observing the offering. Now, somebody will say, don't be watching what I'm putting in church. Uh, uh, I'm not. People are. But people do glance. Now, both Gospels, according to Mark and Luke, Luke said Jesus glanced and he saw. He saw that thing. But Mark says he sat over against the treasure and beheld how the people cast money into the treasure. Watch this now. And many that were rich cast in much. And there came a certain poor widow, and she threw in two mites, and made which made a forty. And he called unto his disciples and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that this poor widow hath cast more in than all they which have cast into the treasure. For all they did cast in of their abundance, but she of her wont did cast in all that she had, even all her living. I want to talk to you from the thought, doing what I can with what I have. Doing what I can with what I have. Now, beloved, the text can go anyway. We could talk about your spiritual gifts. We could talk about your ministry to the body of Christ. 
why, though, did God allow me to pick this particular discourse? Because the widow's mic has often been overlooked in church. Very seldom you hear men and women of God teach or preach from this. Now, little is much in the hands of Jesus. Small foxes what spoils the vine. In other words, one small key to a car is more powerful than the car itself. Because without the key, the car will not move. So why did God allow this particular discourse to be set where it's sitting? Well, let me help you with something. Because if you go into chapter 13, as they went out of the temple, one of his disciples said unto him, Master, see what manner of stones of what builders are here. And Jesus answered and said unto him, See all thou the great building? There shall not be left one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. Now listen to me before I get deep into this message. What they were really trying to do was to test to Jesus about the widow's might. Because when they got outside, in other words, great gifts is what builds this kind of temple. But Jesus gave them a prophetic word and said, hey, what you don't know in 70 AD, all of this is going to be destroyed anyway. St. Ambrose made a statement in the 4th century, and he said this, beloved, he said, we try to interpret by familiarity what we see, and sometimes our faults of interpretation become very distasteful. The widow cast in two coins, which symbolize with two gospels, Mark and Luke. Now listen to me, because doing what I can with what I have, God expects us to do our best. Let me use my spiritual gift first. See, every gift that I have and I possess, God gave them to me for the body of Christ, not to flaunt. Not to make myself more than others in the body of Christ? Because how can the body fight against one another when God has simply given to each person gifts separately as he will? How can my eyes say I don't need the ear? The ear says to my face or to my mouth, I don't need you. Or to my mouth say to my lungs, I don't need you. But every gift was given to do something for the body of Christ. So doing what I can with what I have should bring glory unto the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. My ministry is given to me not to be edified over others, to be boastful, but to do what God have called us to do for the body of Christ to call it to be fitly joined together. That's all we try to do is what we have to do with God requires that of us. Now, let me help you. Because when the widow cast in these two might, Jesus himself was sitting down observing. Why are you doing that, Jesus? Because I know the mindset of the disciples. Because they have a mindset of luxury and that's beautiful because they're still calm-minded. But Jesus sat down to observe. Now, history says, uh, many said that he sat down on a stool. 
One great theologian said he crossed his legs and sat on the floor and watched as they began to give to the treasure. I want you to hear me, beloved, because doing what I can with what I have, that's what God requires of us. And, and God wants you to know that he's looking not only at the giving of finances, but he's looking at what you do with the gifts. He's looking to what you do with your prayer life. Let me tell you something. Don't ever become disturbed because one can pray greater than another. That's a gift. Don't ever get disturbed in your spirit if one can fast longer than another. That's a gift. Don't ever get disturbed in your spirit if one can praise God or worship longer than you can. Every person has been given a gift to worship God. Do what I can with what I have. Here's what God is saying to us. I slipped this into the gospel because I want you to understand how important it is for the widow to show up in the church because we're not on the same level. Now, the Leviticus law said the rich was expected to do exactly with the poor. There was no letting out. If you're rich, you pay according to what you were blessed with. If you're poor, you give with what you have. Doing what I can with what I have. Here's what God is saying to you and I. I'm watching you. My eyes is upon you. The disciples were disturbed about this. So when it gets outside, they turn around and go tell Jesus, look at the temple, Jesus. Oh, how great it is. Look at these stones. In other words, great gifts. It's the only thing that bought this and provided this temple to be built. Jesus said, yes, but look at it, my brother, because what's coming down the pipeline, you don't have a clue. See, all the carnal things that we're doing doesn't mean anything to God. What I'm saying to you is your spiritual life, doing what I can with what I have in my spiritual life. Yes, if God blessed me with the carnal thing, praise his holy name. But I'm talking to you concerning your spiritual gifts. Your spiritual gifts that God has placed into you. How much are you giving to the temple of God? Ah, listen to me carefully. Historically speaking, I want you to understand the disciples' mind. They're like many of the church folks that are religious. And if I don't be careful as a man of God, as preachers, don't be careful. We'll begin to seek those things that are carnal and not the spiritual thing. As what the Bible said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And when they become unbalanced, when you hear preachers that all they talk about is money, money. I'm not saying we don't need it, beloved, because God knows that we need it. But don't become unbalanced and talk about more of the carnal things and leave out the spiritual part. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Do what I can with what I have spiritually. Lord will provide the carnality. God will save in a temple as well as in a storefront. What my spiritual eyes is looking at right now, we may all end up back somewhere in a storefront, on a corner, on the ground, in your house, in the living room. God is not concerned about the temple like the disciples are in church. He's concerned about your spiritual 
your spiritual life. That's why he put this here. To let you know I'm sitting watching. And while this little poor brother come in, I want you to watch her. Observe, look at her. Her hands are shaking the whole from the toiling of life. She drops in the pool of likes. Jesus hunts them and says, look. She's given all she had out of the abundance of her needs. I thought a revelation. God honors everything that you and I would do. But when we give to God out of our need, that's the seed that produces great harvest. That's the seed that catches his attention. That's the seed. It's going to cause an abundance of wealth and blessings upon your life. Because that is what you gain from your heart. Doing what I can with what I have. All until the Lord give me a voice to sing. But I don't think I need it. I probably become more of a songster than a preacher. Probably all I would want to do is sing to make you happy. I don't want to make you happy by singing. I want to make you happy that you're saved by the word of God. So God wouldn't give it to me. Some people say, well, you can sing. Maybe I can, but I don't have the confidence in it. So that's not a gift to me. Now, if he'd stir that thing up on me well enough, I'll start doing with what I can with what I have because I want to use everything for the glory of God. I give to you, Lord, everything I have. So here's the widow. She's saying to God, I'm giving you all I got. I want you to become mindful of God. Are you really doing what you can with what you have? Are you really giving all to God? Sound good to pat yourself on the back, but observe your track record. Check your gifts out. Check out your ministry. Check out your prayer life. Say, am I really giving all, God? But through this, the temple was set up so racist. Women's on one side, Jewish men on another side, and Gentiles on another side. So the Apostle Paul said, after Jesus' death, the middle wall of petitions were torn down. They were all separated in church. So for Jesus to see this, he had to leave from the square where the men were and observe the women. Coming out of the hallway where the treasure was set. And he watching. Now why didn't he say something about the men and their giving? Because it should have been an automatic thing there. Josephus said he observed the women to see were their supporters. Wife and I was having a discussion the other day about this. There wouldn't be no church if it wouldn't be for women. Most of the churches are filled with nothing but women. And they're more of the supporters than more men. 
I'm not saying my brothers don't give. I'm not saying men don't support. But if all the women will walk out of the churches, there won't be no churches. And if they did, they won't be as large. And they would not be supported. Men and women of God would not survive. Because most of the time it's the women taking care of the house of God. Maybe that's why Jesus was observing it. Seeing the great support coming from the women to keep the temple alive. That's why the disciples could talk about the beautiful stone building. I want you to understand this. I want you to begin to do what you can with what you have. Don't complain. Do it. And I promise you Jesus is looking at you. He's observing you and I. And he will give to your account blessings untold. Hey, beloved, this is your Apostle Keith Brooks. Doing what I can with what I have. I'm not looking at any other man's vineyard. I'm not worried about them. I'm only trying to do what God called me to do. And I want you to do the same thing. Don't measure yourself up by no one else but Jesus. And the gift that he's bestowed in you and the blessings, use them for the kingdom. Hey, God bless you. I'm praying for you. You pray for me, and I want you to have a wonderful and a magnificent day today. Think about it. Everything you're going to do or attempt to do today, can you say, I'm doing what I can with what I have. I'm out. God bless you. I am my brother's keeper. Have a good day. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.